Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to another episode of the close-up magic i'm your host Stephen cameron and today we got a really fun episode today um it's all about the draft all right i don't know if you guys are like me but i don't really pay much attention to college basketball um and i don't start doing my draft preparation until the end of the season for the magic typically um but we are in a weird situation now where the season is suspended and there is all this open time and I'm starting to get curious about the draft. Uh, it's a very unique draft class this year from what I'm understanding and the little bit that I've started to gather over the last couple of days as I've started to look into it. Um, but as you'll hear in this conversation um, that I, I really don't know much about the draft. So I'm not the guy to come to for questions yet. I might be able to help out in another month or so as things start ramping up. Uh, but right now, I am doing information gathering. And this was step one. Get someone into the show that knows what they're talking about. I got my friend Richard from Mavs Draft over and we had a great conversation he told me uh quite a few guys to look out for and it was really fun um richard is an orlando magic native that moved to uh texas and fell in love with two teams he always had love for the magic as you'll hear but he also likes to root for his local team the mavericks so um you know, don't judge him too hard on his name, all right? He found a market for being able to do draft, but he's still a diehard Magic fan, and you'll you'll see that. You, you'll hear his story of his earliest memory. It's crazy. Um, so with all that being said, let's welcome Richard in. Um, 
give him a shout out. Follow him on Twitter. He's great. You can ask him questions. He'll interact with you. Um, check out his site, MavsDraft.com. Um, and, and yeah, just just get stoked for basketball. It's gonna come back sooner or later. I know this is a weird time, um, but try and try and get down on on what you can. Stay healthy, and uh, it's a good time to do some research on on some draft because um, that's that's gonna happen sooner or later. So with all that being said, I hope you guys are well. Uh, thanks for tuning into this. Be prepared. We're going to have some more content coming up, but stay healthy. I care about you guys. I miss you guys. I, I miss talking basketball with you guys online. Hopefully we can do that real soon. All right. Enjoy the show. Cheers. All right, Magic fans, like I said, today is a very fun episode. It's all about the draft. And today we have Richard from Mavs Draft. And I know that's a little confusing. Why is it Mavs like the Mavericks? And we're talking about the Orlando Magic. We'll get all into that. But first and foremost, know that Richard is a Magic fan as well. And uh, he's he's not an enemy territories completely. So Richard, first off, thanks for joining, man. How you doing today? I'm doing as good as I can. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. I'm always stoked to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, a little bit about basketball, especially in this time where there is no basketball to talk about. So uh, before we get really into it, um, how are you surviving the the isolation and social distancing and everything going on with coronavirus? You doing all right with that? Yeah, dude, 2K helps a lot. It uh, releases the anger, you know, getting angry at that game is, uh, is how I've been with it but i've uh, watched a lot of draft i mean those are like the two things that i feel like have helped me a lot how about you that's awesome actually so i just my wife and i bought a switch right before like things went into like heavy lockdown out here in california and uh i just downloaded 2k last week and my god i am horrible at it <laughs> so, it's a terrible I'm, game it's not you it is not it, you <laughs> oh, and, and i hear it's like even worse on the switch than like the other consoles so i am just like I can't hit a free throw to save my life. I also think I built a horrible character. Um, so, you know, it's all good. But uh, it's it's definitely been my wife has already given me question marks on how addicted I am to the game. So, <laughs> um, Richard, how did you become a Magic fan and a Mavericks fan? What's the relationship there? So I really didn't have a choice in this one. Um, so when I was I was born in Orlando. Uh, in the 90s and when i moved to dallas in 99 i had a choice well i thought i had a choice to make and as a five-year-old i thought uh why don't i just choose both so like my first memory i have is literally like a magic game i remember where i was sitting what i was eating i remember them introducing penny like so that was my literal first memory of my life so kind of hard not to keep that uh totally. but and so i just wanted to kind of embrace best of both worlds kind of mentality um so yeah i mean I, magic technically are my first team so <laughs> hopefully no maps fans hear that but <laughs> hey you know what i don't i don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with with going for two teams particularly if they're in like two different conferences too like you know the magic and the and the mavericks you know i i live out here in oakland and it's and I've been out here for six years now, so it's hard for me not to get excited when the Warriors are doing well, even with, you know, like Katie and all that coming over here and some of the controversy with the team. It's it's hard not to be excited because like all your friends in the local area are going for that team and you go to a, a bar or a restaurant and it's, you know, during season and people are wearing that gear around. So it's 
it's a little bit uh, inviting, but like you, the magic are my, my, my main team too. Um, so how'd you get, what's up with Maz draft? How did you get into the draft so much? What's, what's Maz draft all about? I've, I've been on the side. I, I mean, I see, I I've seen it, but what, for the listeners that aren't familiar, what is, what is Mavs draft and how did, how did that come about for you? So, uh, it started, I mean, I've always been a fan of the draft, whether it be NFL, MLB, NBA, pretty much my whole life. Um, I really got into like the NFL draft in the early two thousands and then the NBA draft, actually the year, the one I kept up with, uh, the most I could like, you know, given my age was the Oh four draft, which obviously was the Dwight Howard draft Yeah. and, uh, and seeing him, you know, go from high school to draft to I mean, stardom, that was kind of cool because you could see, I, I was just enamored by the fact that they were showing like these high school highlights and then he was an all-star and then, you know, superstar, everything like that. So really like in 2011, when I was finishing up high school, I, I made a mock draft on Facebook and like, it went pretty well. I had Kawhi second overall. Uh, so I considered that a win. He went 15, yeah. but, there you go. Uh, and I had Jimmy Butler at like 20. So I felt like, you know, I, I had some hits. I also had a uh, Bismack beyond at like five. <laughs> but <laughs> you had some losses, but really after that, I just kind of started watching the draft in way more detail than I had ever before. And, um, it, I guess the way I started Mavs draft was in 2017. Uh, I, I had started taking notes on like all the players a little bit more than I had ever done. I usually just took mental notes. And, um, I remember talking about Donovan Mitchell a lot. And I, and actually I was in my school library, my university library at the like the bottom quiet floor, whatever. And I was like, you know, I should just put host a site, put all these thoughts somewhere just so I can come back to this one day. And then Donovan Mitchell, you know, like he, he's been really good. And, uh, and I guess it kind of took off from there more than I'd ever thought. So I kind of just thought, Hey, I'll, I'll apply for like credentials or something, see what happens. And I got that. And now awesome. I've been covering, you know, games inside out, uh, in person around the country. It's kind of taken off way more than I'd expected. Uh, so yeah, that's how it started up. That's fantastic. What a, what a fun like project to just explode like that. You know, something you're doing just for, for fun, low expectations to all of a sudden, you know, your credentialed able to go to basketball games and like actually cover players in person. Like that's, that's the dream for some of us. I, I, uh, the close up magic isn't like fully credentialed, but occasionally they'll give us passes to go check out like a game or two. Um, we've had a few this season and it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I do this from afar. I do this from Oakland because I moved out here and, and had no one to talk magic basketball with. So I, that's how I started like the podcast and all that. Uh, but, but like I have a couple people that write occasionally for the site and I've been able to send them to games as a, you know, a credentialed media member. And when I go back to visit, I've gotten a pass before and it's, it's just exciting. And, and for you to be able to do that with your whole entire site, like that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, are you going to, I'm assuming with magic draft, you're going to like college games and scouting those like, like NCAA, NCAA games out. Right. Yeah. So TCU is basically my stomping ground because it's big 12 and they have the most, they really have the most talent coming in and out, uh, throughout the Metroplex and everything. Um, but occasionally, I mean, I've gone down to Houston. I was going to go up to Oklahoma this year, but that kind of fell through. I've been out to LSU, uh, went out to LA last year. So, I mean, it's been those, I go generally, it depends on what I want to see. Uh, and I just try and make time for it. That's fantastic. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's get into it. This is a weird time of the NBA. There's, 
you know, the, the season isn't going, um, we are recording this on Monday, April 13th. Uh, the league has been shut down for like a month now. This should be right around the time the, you know, the first playoff game should be going off right around this time. If, if things hadn't shut down and, 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 and things are really uncertain. Um, a lot of that things that are uncertain are how the draft is actually going to play out with the NBA. And I know some things haven't been like fully decided yet. Um, but I also know some things are being talked about what sort of changes as far as like the draft process for an NBA team for the Orlando magic. How are, how are things going to look different this year than the normal year for the NBA draft? Are they able to do like in-person um, like interviews, is the combine still going to go on? Is the draft still the same? Like, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm asking questions. I don't, I don't really cover the draft a lot myself. That's why I talk to people like you when I'm in, you know, group chats on Twitter to get educated on it. Cause I just, I don't have the bandwidth to follow that much basketball. Um, but what, what changes can basketball occur? Can we expect as fans, as far as the draft happen this year? So a lot of that is going to be a guessing game. I think both the combine in-person workouts, I know they've said in-person workouts are pretty much a goner at this point. Uh, and I've seen some stuff. It's a little bit ambiguous, but I've seen some stuff saying that they're not even allowed to do like uh, video workouts anymore. They can just do like remote interviews. Wow. But so it's, so the biggest change this year, I mean, far and away is going to be exposed. Someone's going to get exposed of not doing their homework throughout the year. Um, I mean, just being able to tell you, like who's been at games and things like that is it's, it tells a lot. There's some teams that I never saw once at a TCU game when last year, you know, I've seen like every team um, there's teams that don't go. I mean, they just, they don't take the draft seriously and, and you don't want to be that team obviously. So that's where I think the biggest difference is going to be. It's going to reward the people who did their homework throughout the season and punish the ones who just, you know, brushed it off, thought they would wait for the NCAA tournament, see the riser and go from there. Sure. Have, have, I mean, you, you, you kind of mentioned that you have seen some teams be there. Have you uh, come across any magic uh, a coworker or employees that have gone to scout out some players? The magic are there a lot, which was surprising. There's a few teams that are there a lot. And there's some ones that I, I mean, I could tell you the teams that are never there. They're the top teams. I mean, I saw the Lakers sure. maybe once the last two years. Um, I mean, they were only there for like Kansas or something last year, but obviously they didn't even keep it. Uh, the Clippers are pretty rarely there. Uh, I'm trying to think there's one other that I never see there. And it's someone who's in the like bottom five, but there are teams that just don't do their homework. It kind of fits with the narratives. I mean, the teams that are, you don't think take draft this seriously. They don't take it seriously. I mean, like, right. Yeah, that, that seems to make sense. Well, it's, it's good to know that it, you know, from someone who's gone to the games and, and doing the scouting is also seeing a team that we all care about there too, doing their scouting as well. Um, you, you know, that was my, I, my heart sunk after I'd asked that question, hoping that you were going to say, yes, the magic have actually been there. If, if you would have said no, I would have gotten really concerned for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, well, cool. So let's get into it. This is kind of a weird year for draft. Typically, um, you know, for the magic, at least typically my opinion is always like get best player available. But for some reason, if that best player available is a power forward this year, I don't know if I want that, you know, when the magic pick, I don't know if I want that to be the philosophy just because we already have so many power forwards. Um, but how is this year's 
draft class starting to shape up, particularly around like the 15th range, which is sort of where the Magic are going to be picking. And and what type of draft strategy do you think the Magic should take with how this draft is? So this draft, I mean, I can't say it enough. This draft is different, like in every possible way. A lot of people, myself included, think the best player of the draft won't be someone in the top five, top 10. It's probably going to be someone that slips through the cracks because, you know, no workouts to see them climb and climb. Um, so I do agree the, ma uh, the Magic, excuse me, should take um, the best player available. However, there's limits to it. Like you said, a forward is just, that doesn't, that doesn't seem like a good idea. How are you going to develop someone when they can't really play? It's a bog jam. It doesn't really make sense. Obviously, there's that want, you know, Aaron Gordon gone, Fournier, et cetera. But ultimately, they need to kind of fill in what they, you know, the roster holes. Uh, and luckily for them, point guard's pretty strong this year throughout top to bottom. Um, at the beginning of the year, if you had said, you know, how strong is point guard, I mean, it would have been there seven, half the lottery is going to be point guards. Now a few of them have fallen out. But realistically, I mean, a guy like, like Kyra Lewis from Alabama, is really good he's he wasn't even draft eligible last year he's a sophomore i think he's 18 now um really quick good defender shooting upside he's probably the dream at 15 but there's some guys that could slip through rj hampton who i actually have seen him in high school he's from my area in dallas uh, it's going to be really interesting though because someone is going to get a, a steal in the late first round mid to late first round and hopefully it's the magic honestly yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's what you want. You you want the magic to be able to pull off the you know the late round pick like the you know Donovan Mitchell slipping like uh, you know how we're all hoping the the Giannis slip to them you know a few years back when when our front office was working with Milwaukee. Um, you, you want that that guy to slip to the magic, and, and you hope with the magic being a team that has been doing their research and their homework, they they have the ability to make the right pick when the time comes. And you know I'm. I'm thankful that you were mentioning that it, there, there seems to be a lot of guards in this draft. Cause personally, like, you know, if, if I was, you know, looking at this draft and I'm starting to do my research a little bit, but you know, I I'm going to be paying attention to the, you know, the ones through threes, the point guards through small forwards. And, and that's kind of the range I'm looking at. Um, because that's, that's really where, in my opinion, the magic need a lot of help. Um, so we don't have to do a deep dive. Obviously the draft is still very much shaping up and there's, there's a lot of research going on and, and, and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things are turning out, especially with how the draft process is going to work, but let's, let's pick, I don't know, three or four players that you really like and that you would like for the magic that might be available in, in our range. Um, and, and what you like about that player, what, where they played, what position they played, um, what attributes they can bring to the team and, and whatnot. Let's, let's, let's hear it out. So who's your first player. So this is just first round pick, right? Cause the yeah, yeah, yeah. Is let's super just deep, do... So I just want to make sure. Okay. So yeah, let's just talk about pick, pick one, pick 15. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, Cairo Lewis from Alabama, I mean, he's the number one pick for me, uh, for Orlando, not, not in general. Sure. Um, but <laughs> so I had to clear that up, but he's really, really quick. Uh, covers a ton of ground defensively. He's a really good athlete. Uh, shooting upside, he fights over screens. He, the only thing with him is he kind of has to improve the form, even though you know jump shot upside, um, and he's still pretty light on uh, on weight. But he's a good athlete. I mean, he'll bring immediately defense and shooting, I think, to the table, and at least slashing. So he could fit next to Markel Fultz long term. So, so you he's a guard, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, sorry, yeah, I he's a point guard. Part. He's I think okay. he's six two, six three. Cool. So 
you and you think he could play off ball next to yeah. point guard, or I guess him and Fultz could build a relationship to figure that out. The the whole on off ball thing with like the if you got two good players, they'll make it work somehow. So um, yep. cool, that's good. Uh, so wait, you said and and how old is he? How many years did he play in college? So he's a sophomore, but he's eighteen or about to be nineteen, something like oh, that. Great, because he wasn't eligible last year for the draft. Cool, cool, yeah, awesome. Um, cool. So. Yeah, I like that idea. You know, I, 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 getting another guard is is important because if you look at uh, the Magic's roster right now, is there there's a lot of young talent in all the positions besides kind of like Markel Fultz in the guard position. There, you know, there's really, you know, I guess you could consider Wessa Wundu a shooting guard in some aspects, but you know he's been playing a lot more small forward the last couple of years. And really he's not that young. He's 25, um, maybe even 26 at this point. So um, there's the, we, we don't really have that like young potential, you know, shooting guard point guard type guy outside of Marco Fultz. So I definitely like that, that idea right there. So why you just do you, you have him being the number one pick for the magic so far. Is that just because you know, he's just that NBA ready already. Yeah. So I think he's NBA ready. He's going to have his inconsistencies, of course, like any 18 year old uh, or 19, I guess, by the time he's, you know, in the NBA, but it's, it's all about upside and the fit that he plays here. It doesn't take away from Markel really. And he compliments him on defense. Um, and like you said, I mean, you hit it on the head. You can play off ball. So that's really important. The magic need more off ball players. That should be their number one priority. Really this draft. And, and what do you think, like, I don't know, you don't necessarily have to say a player comparison, but like maybe more of an architect type. What do you think like his ceiling and floor might be, um, potentially? So I have for him, uh, I know you said not like a player or anything, but I, I, I mean, you, if you have a player, I have you can. so I, I don't really know how to describe like exactly the game necessarily for them, uh, for the low end and high end, but for the low end, kind of a Mario Chalmers on Miami. Okay. Um, so like a complimentary piece, like you're not, he's not bad, you know, like at the minimum he's sure. a valuable positive player. Um, and high end, I put Mike Conley. I think he could really oh, cool. pan out. Hopefully not Utah and Mike Conley, right. but <laughs> Memphis, and Mike start. Conley, the one that got, you know, for a minute, the highest paid contract in NBA history Yeah, um, totally. that Mike Conley. Yeah, that's, that's good, man. Uh, you know, the, I, you know, I think with this pick for, for me, something that's really important is, is low margin for bust potential, right? We, we, we really need to make sure we're hitting on a guy that can at least turn into a solid rotation player like that. That's number one for me. If they can be more than that. Awesome. I mean, like, obviously you want to hit and make some, you know, for me, you know, have them, if you can hit and have them be way better, you know, solid starter, if not, you know, a go-to guy, like that'd be awesome. But like, bare minimum, like uh, they at least got to be like a solid NBA player, not like a Mario Huzonia who might not be in the league in another year or two. Right. Um, so that, that's, that's my so somewhat theory on that. That's awesome. Cool. So what about like, a, what player number two do you got? Who else do you have on your, on your, on your list? So I have Trey Jones from Duke, Tyus Jones, brother. Um, he's a really good defender. That is probably his number one trait and that'll carry over. No question. Cause he's strong. He has incredible instincts. He knows exactly how to read a defense. Um, and he's improved as a shooter this year. Last year, his shot was pretty flat this year. He added a lot more arc. So that's really helpful. Um, and he's really good in the pick and roll. So 
The only downside with him is, I mean, the shot's still improving. Like, Ed, he's kind of one of those guys that he's a really high floor. The ceiling isn't too high, but he's at least, like you just said, there's no chance this kid busts. I mean, there's no That's way. Solid. Yeah, there's no way he's out of the league in four years, you know? Right, right. He just might not hit the highest ceiling out of some of these other other players, but he's definitely going to come in and, and contribute and be a solid player. That's good. Um, what, what are, what are some of like his comparisons as, as far as his like ceiling and floor might be? So I can't think of any player comparisons on, on That's Trey okay. and sure. everyone I've seen too many people use Tyus and he is nothing like Tyus. Uh, so I just want to clear that up, but at the minimum, like the role he would play is a defensive minded point guard, almost like a uh, Michael Carter Williams to an extent, the energy sure. can't play the three, obviously like Carter Williams has played in some lineups, but um, he's the energy does all the dirty work. Um, and his high end is, you know, starting level point guard, uh, kind of almost Mario Chalmers esque as well in a weird way. And, and, and we got to think that like, if we do pick a point guard this year, um, that, that, that guard is very much going to have an opportunity to play immediately. I really don't think we see DJ Augustine back in a magic uniform next year. Um, and, and with that happening and, and Michael Carter Williams getting a lot more run as you know, a, as a three, two, three guard. Like I think, I think we finally have an opportunity where a player can come in and get solid minutes, um, and not get roadblocked by having too many people in front of them. Because really at that point, all you really have, unless cliff does some bad coaching is you just have Markel Fultz right in front of them. Right. Um, so, you know, getting Jones to be able to run that second unit, potentially work side by side in some aspects with Markel Fultz, like yeah, there, this, this pick could potentially actually have a lot of playing time compared to where last year we have Chumo Kiki, who I'm actually really high on, but, um, you know, it's sort of unknown where his playing time is going to be next season, right? Because there's just so many people in front of him. Um, cool. So, all right, who, who else excites you in this draft? What about uh, your third player? So this one's not a point guard. Is that okay for you? Yeah, that's solid, solid. They don't all have okay. point guards. <laughs> All right, so the next one I really like is uh, Vassell. I think I'm saying it right. He's a Florida State guy, uh, so a lot of the listeners will probably know him. I've heard of he, him. So he, in my opinion, I think he's probably the best defender in the class, all things considered. So that's an immediate plus. <laughs> and uh, for him, I, I'm not buying the shot a lot as much as other people are. He kind of shoots behind his head, which always worries me. Um, but for him, I mean, he plays elite defense team defense like he's making the best rotations on the floor he never messes up on that uh not to overhype him or anything on that but his his defense is just i mean it is about as good as you can ask for um and offensively he's able to shoot off the dribble not sold on the catch and shoot that's kind of concerning so the defense is what you're buying into there and and where does he fit in you say he's not a point guard so is he more like a small forward is he like a two three just like a wing player yeah so he's interesting because Technically, he's a shooting guard, uh, but I think he's six seven, six eight. So he's got the size to really play up to four, and he he's does. really long. So he kind of fits all the bills actually for the Magic front office. Exactly. He, like he could play two through four, maybe even he could guard some small ball fives probably. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right there. I mean, it sounds like he's fitting that. We we all know the Magic front office have an architect type of players that they like. They like long, versatile, athletic players that can play multiple positions. And it sounds like you just described someone that there's probably pretty high on their list if if he has got the physical attributes that you you say he does, where he's you know potential uh, potential what you say six 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 seven shooting guard like yeah that's, six seven that's huge. Um, and, and yeah, you'd be able to, and and that's the thing. Like we also, we have a need at small forward in some aspect too. If, if our forward rotation ever gets cleaned up a little bit, that will potentially be a need because we don't really have a natural fitting small forward on this team. I guess James Ennis kind of is, um, but, but like, and, and Wessa one do, but I mean, we all know those two are not the long-term solutions to that position, right? That's easily replaceable. So, uh, or upgradable and, uh, yeah. So cool. I actually like that. I, I've heard of him. That is a name I've seen float around in, in the group chat that you and I are both in a lot. Um, and I think I was on your site. I think you actually had posted something about him recently unless I saw that somewhere else, but, um, very cool. Very cool. Um, cool. So let's do like one or two more players and then we'll, uh, then we'll, we'll wrap it up. But, uh, who else, who else do you like in our range? So there's uh there's one other that sticks out to me and this guy's a little bit polarizing. So I might get eaten alive for saying this person this early. Um, cause I've seen some people ESPN put him at 40. I've seen people put him in the lottery. So he is Jemias Ramsey from Texas tech. Um, I really like his scoring ability. It's that is automatically going to be there in the NBA. Uh, whether or not he puts everything else together is a big question mark, but I think he's six, 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 seven. I mean, he is, he's a big guy. He's pretty He's pretty strong. He's got the NBA ready body. Doesn't have the longest wingspan and kind of needs to work on decision making. So he's a little bit raw, but he's an incredible shooter. The shooting form is one of the best in the class. His jump shot is going to be really good and his overall scoring is there. So for a team that is near the bottom in offense, he's a great piece for the Magic to be able to improve on in that area. And he could so, help almost replace Fournier if they if the Magic don't want to keep him around. So the question is why is he why has he got such mixed reviews? I mean, we, I know the draft is kind of like, there's people that hit and miss on a lot of things like every year. Cause it, it's very hard to do it perfect. But why does he have such a wide range of like being in the forties, but also being potentially lottery? So there's two things. One is that basically for what I've seen is from 25 to really a hundred on any board, you could have any order of players. It's almost interchangeable. So that's the first thing. Um, there's tiers obviously, but Overall, it's a jumbled class from the end of the first round to the end of the really board. And second of all, second of all, I mean, it's he's raw. His awareness is, needs to be improved. His left hand is pretty weak right now. Uh, so it's kind of just about the floor. I think sure. is what I would say is why he's so low on some okay. people's board. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, and then, and then you kind of gave some insight there a little bit about the second unit. You or the second the second round. You were you, you mentioned earlier, and I wanted to ask you about it about the second round being pretty deep. Why is that? Just because this class is just it's it's it not like flush with like the Zion Williams high end talent, but it's obviously you know a lot of people are saying there's some really really good role players that can be added in this draft. Is that pretty true for the second round too? Yeah, I've always drawn this class to be really similar to 2011. So that one obviously had Kyrie, which was a little bit of an exception. Um, And some guys, you know, hit in the middle of the lottery and everything like that. But overall, people saw it as weak because it wasn't 
filled with star power, but it ultimately ended up being arguably the dra best draft, not from 2018, uh, from the last decade. I mean, it produced every few picks. I mean, it's, it was very few people are out of the league from that draft, even nine years later. So something like that, you could see again, it's just, there's a lot of, like you said, it's a lot of role players that fill a role really easily. Uh, and it's all about the teams, you know, making the right moves and everything, but there's not many low floor guys. There's just not many high ceiling guys. Sure. Is this the type of draft that the magic could, sh should consider moving up for, or is it better just to like reserve the asset and just, you you should be able to get someone where they're at regardless. Yeah. They shouldn't have to move up. Um, unless someone is slipping, like if you see James Wiseman slipping, I, I personally think Orlando should take the chance at him. Um, but other than that, there's very few players, maybe Tyrese Halliburton, who's a point guard. Um, sure. but overall, I mean, if there's, if there's any people that are slipping, that's the only reason when someone that you think, you know, you can't miss out on, that'd be the only reason to trade up. Um, okay. ultimately I'd say probably trade down if anything. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, I I'm, I'm very reluctant to be, uh, you know, trading up in a draft unless you really are going into that top three, top five range to be able to get your guy. And they, you know, that guy better be a bona fide killer and, you know, be able to really complete this team. And I just, from my understanding, this draft is a little bit weak in that aspect. So unless there is that guy, you know, might as well save the asset and just, and just pick where they're at. But obviously my opinion could change the more research I do and the more conversations I have, I, I don't really, uh, you know, again, this is a learning spot for me right now. So, um, cool. So any last, any last thoughts on the draft, Richard, before we wrap this up on, on particularly the magic outlook on it or just the draft in general? I think, I mean, I personally think that magic fans should be more excited about the draft. Really every team's fans that have a pick uh, in this year's draft, because there's a really good chance that they're getting a steal, not only because of, you know, the season ending, no NCAA tournament. So, and no workouts, a lot of weird circumstances, but just in general, regardless of that, even a month ago, month and a half ago, I mean, I was saying the same thing. I mean, there's so many, there's so much talent from top to bottom after that. If you do your research as a team, like the fans should be excited. That that's what I would have to say is don't, don't write this class off because it has no star power at the top. Sure. Uh, supposedly because it was also different. I mean, the three point line was moved back for the first time. So I'd say just pay attention. Don't write it off. Give it the benefit of the doubt. Who's your number one pick. If you were picking <clears throat> Anthony Edwards, he's in a tier of, of his own. He is. Yeah. He he's uh he's from Georgia. He's a, I mean, he's incredible. He's he reclassified. So he's a little bit uh, behind on the learning curve and he still was the best player. I mean, he can score from anywhere. He has incredible range. He's super strong, athletic, uh, just, it's all about awareness at this point, he, like in the mental He was aspect. the player that had all the, uh, the, the, the weird stuff going on with the NCAA, like with Memphis, right? Is that the same player? No, so that one's James, that one's James Wiseman. Oh, okay. 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 Anthony Edwards. was he the one that went and played overseas? No, uh, that one. So that was RJ Hampton. Okay. I'm all Where did it, where did Edwards play? So he went to Georgia. 
Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's confusing. It's all over the place. It is all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and I just got, you know, this th that just shows you how little research I do during the actual <laughs> season. I, I mean, the people that have been following me long enough know that I don't start doing my draft research until we're actually in the off-off season, and it's a little <laughs> weird for me to be doing it now, but I mean, technically, the Magic's off-season would probably be starting in another week or two anyway, so this is about the time I'd start ramping up that that information if the season was actually going on um richard man i just want to say thank you for coming on the show and talking some draft it's been fun we'll have to get you back on as things start ramping up and as as the processes start to get a little bit more ironed out once this coronavirus gets uh mellowed out to a point where life can hopefully go back to normal um until then i appreciate you giving the fans something to get excited about uh where can they find you online and where can they find uh some more information that you've done on some of the players that you've talked about yeah so i mean i'm pretty active on twitter um i'm at mavs draft um like we said at the beginning it's not just Mavs stuff i really focus honestly I talk about the magic almost as much as the maps sometimes, but I, uh, I'm on there a lot and you can find me at mapsdraft.com. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Richard, thanks for coming on. I hope you have a great day. Stay safe out there and hopefully we'll have the NBA back on sooner or later and we can start uh, getting stoked again. All right. Yeah. Stay safe. Thank you. No problem. Have a great day. Rocks a piece, the outreach that rock police. The super adventure member tenor for sign adventure swimmer. Rewrite the Emmy winner. Get hype up any printer. And I came to get it. Hit it. Like Operation Push. Operate the tush black. I can push the soul. And then a terror trying to patrol. A planet my goal. And lo and behold, it's the rubber dock. Ready to rock, rock. We don't stop. Hops are knock like the lumberjack chop chop. The worst man for writing block letters. A curse of curse for circus service surface. And watch how the brother get over. The fly casting over with the frankincense odor.
first to see mercy with the king. Asiatic and Percy P. Ain't heard the worst of me. I'm to your chest three D's. Spit venom and burn your body like a STD. Yo, put yeah. a 20 on the next bro. I'm stepping to me wrong. I'm messing around and making you achieve my theme song. This might seem wrong, but this is a mean song. Crushed like King Kong and just like ping pong. Back and forth, I spit my all and toss. It's time to floss. My vocal affirmation is to always go, go off. off. When syllables slide, you'll be enjoying the vibe. When considerate pride is J5. With another deadly, deadly camera action. Yo, we heavy aim steady. Slash machete, Maserati, engine ready. Good and plenty. Don't be petty. Count the fatty and we jetty. Off to another city. What we do, our lady gritty. We wild like Serengeti. Terror down as even Zeddy. Get ready for the ride. Verbally hang glide. Right and stay tied. Missions inside. Murderer worldwide. The stage of show Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.